The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Someone didn't expect Ooh, the intro to end there. No, that was new, wasn't it? Hey, yo. Uh, Welcome back for season uh, two of Jim Wrestling. <laughs> oh, Maxie, it's been a little bit, hasn't it? It's been a minute. It has, yeah. Jesus Christ, we've had a, a month or so off. Uh, mm. A little bit of time to recharge the batteries, refresh, and coming back harder and stronger than ever. Harder and stronger. There we go. Sound like a blue pill advert. We're not sponsored by them, so we don't want to talk about it. We're probably the only wrestling podcast in the world that's not sponsored by them. Yeah, or Manscaped. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. I'm, I'm just ma- completely hairy, so. <laughs> <laughs> you have absolutely no need for a Manscaped. No, I do not, mate. I do not. I do not. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this, mate. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I've you missed know, your bloody got... face. I've actually missed yeah. your face. Something it's I didn't while, think I would say. Well, that's nice in a way. It's nice that you missed well, I, me, but it's, it's a bit. I got, a, I got a taster of seeing your face again in in the in the WhatsApps uh, yesterday when you were frustrating <laughs> the living piss out of me, um, <laughs> and then I realised, you know what, he's alright. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. Um, well, we'll probably get to that in a moment, won't we? Because I need you to explain things. <laughs> I don't think that's uh, explained in front of an audience thing. No, because I'll frustrate everyone else as well. I want to get people typing in caps in the chat because they'll be shouting at me. <laughs> yeah. uh, but there we go, mate. There we go. We've got a, I was going to say a wrestling match to talk about, but it's kind of weirdly not wrestling with wrestling again, I suppose. Uh, we've and got... it's still ongoing as we speak. Yeah, well, there we go. Uh, we've got uh, Hall of Lame, obviously, and I'm really proud of my Hall of Lame this week. And I can't wait for people to see what I'm talking about when I share a video later on. Don't don't look during the show because we want you to stay with us. But there you go. Um, yeah, great. I'm, I'm, I'm bubbly. I'm excited, mate. I'm, I'm buzzing. You know, I'm really happy to be back. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad, and I'm happy as well. Good. I'm Sh- very glad. Sharon, welcome to my life, Max. <laughs> Just, just thinking, he's all right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That, that, I was actually in her wedding. I was actually in Sharon's wedding, but he's, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> He'll do. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> he did. I did. I was there. Um, <laughs> uh,
good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, an SJP World Media production. All brand new and rebooted Chain Wrestling and SJP World Media, which we'll probably discuss in a few minutes' time, I guess. Episode 136 in total, which is a lot, isn't it, Mags? One off all live, yeah. Mm, there we oh, go, yeah. there we go. I am Sai, and with me as always is the Rowdy, to my Dowdy. The Hollywood backlot brawl to my I bloody missed you all. It's the only oh. thing I could find to rhyme with brawl, so I don't get too soppy. Sorry, don't a, pod- me. <laughs> a podcaster who no doubt is going to mock me for not really understanding the new segment idea he was trying to explain to me yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine the steam coming out of his ears as we were messaging. The podfather himself, Lord Mags. How's the family? How's the chickens? How's life, my friend? Um, yeah, everything's A-OK. Uh, family doing good. Uh, getting prepared for grandchild number five coming in the very early new year. Um, ah. Yeah, everything is fan-dabby-dozy. Lovely. We've got grandchild number one coming in the new year. Look, you're catching me up. I'm going to be I'm gonna be a granddad, mate. That's a scary thought, isn't it? Very. The kids were asking me the other, well, and Sharon was saying to me the other day, "What what's the baby going to call you? Is, are you going to be a granddad? Are you going to be grampy? Are you going to be, I don't know, pops or whatever?" And I went, "Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you will you will refer to me as Mister Powell, <laughs> <laughs> sir, if you're in the presence of other people." <laughs> no, my my granddad name is Pops. They all yeah, okay. All, all the ones that could talk called me Pops. <laughs> right, okay. Oh, fair enough. Oh, there we go then, mate. There we go. Oh, so anything you want to talk about, mate? <laughs> anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to discuss before we move on? Here is your opportunity to express your frustration with me yesterday. No, to be fair, I wasn't really frustrated. I was laughing at you and I suppose with you. Um, so with with the the fact that the SJP uh, network has, has had a reboot and Chain Wrestling's had a, a little bit of a reboot. Uh, Sai and I were discussing a couple of ideas to maybe um, refresh the, 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 the segments of the show. Obviously, we've introduced Mags V. Sai. We've done some sparkle things. Um, but we, we've got one uh, semi-permanent um, segment coming towards the end, so definitely don't tune out straight after the match because uh, you'll miss our new segment, uh, but we'll get to that in due time. Uh, But we were discussing um, kind of rotating Hall of Lame and Mags V. Sarr. So we uh, were changing up week week by week and uh, just keeping it fresh and things like that. And I had an idea of um, Mount Rushmore related. Now, uh, my idea wasn't to just have uh, a Mount Rushmore, because that only covers potentially four weeks of content. My idea was to have uh, people who we would put forward as potential Mount Rushmore inductees, because everybody has different Mount Rushmores. It's very subjective. My Mount Rushmore is certainly different from SARS. So that means but as a, as a fan base, we've probably got an infinite amount of Mount Rushmores or combinations of Mount Rushmores. So we could potentially put forward many options. And the idea was that me, I'd put forward an option and Sal put forward an option and we'd have a little bit of a debate about them and 
the opposite per the person who, who was uh, not putting forward that particular option would have the chance to say no. So, as an example, Sar would put forward Barry Windham. Tell I knew me, you're going to go with Barry. Tell me. <laughs> All his attributes and all his accomplishments and and really deep dive into why Barry Windham would be a, a worthy potential Mount Rushmore uh, candidate. And then I'd say no, because he's shit. Um, <laughs> and he's the 33rd best Barry Windham. Uh. But Sarah Sa understood that part of it, the, the kind of uh, saying yes and no to, to picks. But he just couldn't wrap his head around the fact that we would be going past the number four. He's like, yeah. so we would come up with a, a four. And I was like, no, sir. <laughs> we will put forward potentials so that this guy could be on someone's Matt Rushmore. And he said, I understand. So we, we just, we, you're going to come up with a four, and then I come up with a four. And I'm like, no, we will discuss this face to face, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Uh, we've been back less than nine minutes and you've called me an idiot already. Yeah. But <sighs> that actually did spark another idea where we could expand on the Mount Rushmore's. And I said, I'd explain to you face to face. So, so I might as well. Um, you mentioned about, Oh, well we could, ex- we could uh, have comedy, um, wrestlers or we could have tag teams and i was like no you fucking clown <laughs> we are going for wrestlers who deserve to be out of mount rushmore but that idea actually did spring where every month we could have a different mount rushmore and we would pick uh one per week so every four weeks we'd rotate the the topic and pick one comedy wrestler or one tag team or one title belt uh, and and do like that, but I didn't want to feed that to Sar at the time because his poor little brain was already uh, short circuiting, and I didn't want to to cause him any more headache. But they're just some ideas we were talking idea. about, so they may appear in the very near future. And of course, a big part of our show is the interaction with the CWF, isn't it? The listeners on the podcast and and the people who join us live, uh, which we will get to in a moment because the chat is filling up already, as we can see. But we could get their feedback and suggestions as well online in the chat, whatever. And that could be quite interesting. So, yeah, I I love the idea. But explain it to me again later because I'm going (laughs) to. We will be sticking to the same old format. Yes, Hall of Lane. (laughs) Never bring any new ideas to the table. No, hey, it suited us 134 episodes so far. So, you know, we're doing all right. Why change a winning thing? There we go. Who has joined us in the chat as we begin our, well, I suppose, like you said, our, our season two, I guess. <laughs> we have two year seasons, you see. We're like, yeah. we're like EastEnders. We're committed. It's, it's a permanent <laughs> season, yeah. Um, before I start going into chat, first of all, I want to thank everybody uh, for um, coming coming back and watching us live. As I've said before, in this world with digital media and, and there's so many options, you could have easily mm. forgotten about us and, and moved on. And we massively appreciate the fact that you haven't. And we also appreciate the fact that on on um, X, 
that you guys have been actually really eager for us to come back. So yes, it, it, it means the absolute world to us. Uh, we we will always always appreciate you all. Anyway, into the into uh, the comments starts off with a Photoshop wizard and uh, the creator of uh, many of our graphics, and we Good massively it. love this guy. Superb, absolutely so. Even integrating the new uh, chain wrestling yeah. logo as well, brilliant. Um, King's Big Fella says, let's get ready to rumble. Uh, Connor uh, from Connor Knows Soccer. Hello, sir. How are you? He says, uh, hi, sir, Mags. Great to see your handsome face. This guy, you need your glasses checked because we are two of the ugliest wrestling fans in the history of the world. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Saying that we're ugly fellas, I can take. Saying we're two of the worst-looking <laughs> wrestling fans. Uh, I've uh, been yeah. to wrestling shows, my friend. Yeah, I'm, I'm at least mid-table in that scenario. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and that's why we're wrestling fans. We don't actually like wrestling. We just no. like to look better than the people we surround ourselves with. That's it. <laughs> uh, Dan Griffin in the chat. Hello, sir. How are you? And he says, "And here we go. Uh, the first lady of the SJP um, Media uh, Network, Sharon. Um, it's Monday night. You know what that means. And I will say uh, to Sharon, good luck at the Christmas quiz because you are going to need it with your partner." Hey, hang on. We won last time when it was me and you because of my big brain. <laughs> L ladder. I'll just put that there. L ladder. The Spanish steps, L ladder. Um, DK in the chat saying, hello. Uh, hey, your CDF. Hello to you, sir. Um, King Pigs Banners again saying, hey, guys. Uh, Connor, this day, good for muting that, sir, brilliant. Uh, this day is going to be better than my future wedding day. Jesus Christ, that's a that's a lot of pressure, Connor. That's for two guys who struggle with their mental health. You have just piled on their on the pressure there, sir. Um, uh, Dan Griffin says Mags is here to slurp big dicks, coffee, <laughs> and chew bubblegum, and he's all out of gum. I'm not actually on coffee now. I am actually on orange juice. Freshly squeezed orange juice. Ah, uh, okay. Sharon says, grumpy sir. That's what you're going to be called. Grumps. Not even gramps, grumps. Mm, wow. Uh, we'll see. Connor, Connor says, congratulations, pal family, sending my love to you all. Uh, yeah, I'm sure um, they massively appreciate that. Um, sir can be grumpy grampus. Grumpy grampus. And that's, before the, and that's before the kid comes. That's been for the last five years. Um, Sharon says, you are not the first to say that. Bloody Dan. all right. Look, everyone's ganging up on me here. Only be back quarter of an hour. <laughs> now he'll be taking another month off. I will. I'll be done. <laughs> uh, Dan Griffin says, Mags, with a Mount Rushmore idea. Well, I never listen. Wrestling is cyclical. You've got to recycle these ideas. How many times have we had a foreign heel uh, wrestler, so you've got to keep coming back with these ideas, oh, yeah. So, what are we saying? We're like the Muhammad Hassan of pro wrestling, is that where you're getting at? Maybe the Vladimir Kozlov, Vladimir Kozlov. Why, okay, <laughs> the un Americans. We can be the oh, there you go, there you go. There we go. Uh, good cop, bad cop. Hello, uh, I'm assuming it's Graham. Uh, evening, gentlemen. We'll be listening to you whilst watching some Chelsea Spurs. So, no, that makes it Matt. Then, uh, hello, Matt, how are you, sir? Uh, King Pig's Matter says, that sounds good, Mags, and it stops us taking, uh, talking nonsense. Uh, it it make, sure means that we talk more nonsense, though. Um, Dan Griffin says, like footwear, stop us talking. Well, there you go. Shit on that already. Um, 
Ben Mackett in the chat saying, all right, lads. Uh, hello, Ben. Hello. How are you, sir? Uh, King Pigs Badders again says, you should see next week. So I'm working on it now. Yet you don't even know what the match is. No. You just, you, no. you were either psychic or you're just an absolute wizard. So I just like to, saying that then, I thought, shit, have I actually got a link for this week? I'll just like to check my notes I have. It's written down up there. It's okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Sharon said, so looking forward to that. Um, the quiz. The quiz, yeah. Yeah. I've got a new partner as well, someone who I've never spoken to before. That'll be They split us up, Magsy, didn't they? They split us up. They did. I mean, I did ask to be split from you, uh, to be fair. Why? But What's that I all about? I, it's, I just, you, the smell more than anything. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> uh, Benny says, uh, is Sasa in the place where the magic happens? Well, there's no bear in the background, so I could it no. could well be. Bob's gone, mate. Bob, Big Bob's disappeared. He's gone next door to Livy's room. He's been bear napped. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I demand Big Bob is returned to us, Olivia Sam. If you're listening, <laughs> demand. <laughs> Mister Powell demands that the bear is returned. Yeah, he's um, like the chain wrestling mascot now, isn't he? He is. Yeah, people miss him more than they miss us. If you just yeah. put that bear in front of the camera, we two hours. way more viewers <laughs> than we get talking. Just a, just a couple of minutes at the beginning to see what T-shirt is he wearing this week, and then everyone and just then shut everyone off. Everyone goes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the peak on the stat on the analytics is really high for thirty five yeah. seconds, and it drops off a cliff when we open our traps. <laughs> uh, King Pink Butter says this week's uh, next week's graphic is going to be different, um, oh. and. Uh, Dan says King Pig Brother is just ready for the inevitable 50 50. <laughs> uh, uh, Dan also says, Fucking traitor is Big Bob, is a Judas. Oh, and then Sharon said, You just middle names live. I did middle name live. I said Olivia Sam Powell. That's, that's a full name this time. Oh, wow, Where's that's, that's like you're Bob? in trouble. That's literally <laughs> like you're in trouble. Um, so yeah, oh. that's the chat all caught up. And again, thank you all for being yeah. we. We absolutely love you all. Thanks for sticking with us. Indeed, indeed. Hugely grateful for everyone coming back with us here. It's uh, it, it's brilliant to see, isn't it? It's brilliant to see. Um, whilst I whilst we have everyone before we dive on into Horror Lane, which I'm assuming we're going to jump to next, Mister Max. Um, uh, jump in the gun there, sir. We'll see. Uh, okay. What have I done now? You're going to pimple dick me again, are you? No, 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 no. You've missed okay. out. Chicken news. Ah, uh, of course. I did ask earlier on, how's the chickens? And I thought that and might I, be a little and I, Yeah, and I didn't answer on purpose because I, I don't want to ruin the, the flow of the show. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Right, just leave that up to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's your job. Uh, there's a couple of new shows on the network that I want to give a quick shout out to. First of all, we have the Axe Playlist podcast. Some of you may have heard me as a guest on it uh, quite a few months ago now, but the lady who hosts that, along with her husband, have uh, joined the network. That's going to be released every wednesday at the moment and they're looking for guests so if anyone wants to jump on talk music with them it's a simple format you can either choose a type of music uh, or you can choose a band 15 ish songs and then just talk through why this band means so much to you why this playlist means so much to you like whether it's a certain mood or whatever and you know the playlist gets knocked up on spotify the link gets shared in the comments and so on uh, we've had the second episode is coming sorry second episode is coming out this week uh, it, it's brilliant 
really, really good show. Really enjoy that. So make sure you check it out the Axe Playlist podcast. Benny Mac has Paranormal Junkie UK on the network as well, uh, on YouTube, on the SJP World Media YouTube as well. So make sure you're checking that out. And of course, we've got loads of the usuals as well. Tyler's takedowns every Friday. Jump in all over the place with regards to professional wrestling, whether that's modern day or the territories or old ECW or anything like that at all. Tyler covers these shows relatively quickly solo as well majority of the time but he is looking for guests as well and you know just give him a shout tell him i would like to cover this pay-per-view and you can sit down and discuss it with tyler and i always find his shows really really interesting the loads going on the return of the waiting room happened last week we've got another episode coming out this week and every week going forward i hope so much going on so make sure you are subscribed that's the huge most important thing you are liking everything subscribing everything ringing the little bell on youtube uh subscribing on Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you get your playlists and leave us a big fat five star review as well, because I know you enjoy it because we're fucking brilliant. So there we go. And the great thing about this network is there's something for absolutely everyone. Mm. Uh, Whether you you are into music, um, wrestling, football, uh, entertainment, um, there's just, there's so many topics that's covered. So yeah, there's absolutely no reason to not be subscribed this is the you know coming up in a couple of weeks we've got the 60th anniversary of doctor who the doctor who pod has just started its fifth season with some crazy way of us picking the episodes that we're going to be watching this this time around uh dan griffin huge shout out to him he organized all of that because it was incredibly complicated as you imagine magsy it made my little head spin um <laughs> you know so much it made your head spin when he said are we recording a podcast today yeah, that's it. And I was like, what? Hey, <laughs> the volley, of course, as well, covering, uh, well, live football matches, alternative commentary, and all that great stuff. And then their podcast that comes out, giving you a quick recap of what's happened over the weekend as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the crack with these YouTube sites, you either get people ranty and shouty, and they're bloody annoying, and they're incredibly biased, or you get the ones that are endorsed by the club, and they can't say what they're really thinking because they're endorsed by the club. So fuck all them off. Come and listen to the volley because they're much better. There we go. Absolutely. And with that, Chicken Muse with Max, only on Chain Wrestling. I think I may have overhyped this Chicken Muse. I've, I've made it sound bigger than it actually is. Um, so over the last few weeks, we've had some horrific weather in here in the UK. We've had Storm Kieran. And then we've also, uh, is it Storm Eleanor or something like that on on the way? Are you struggling with your vape there, sir? I've, I've, I've literally just opened it, mate, and it stopped working. Well, maybe okay. that's a sound. Maybe that's a sound. Sorry, I got this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've been we've been battered by horrific weather, uh, which has made the chickens run very super. Let's say very sloppy. Uh, okay. Um, so yeah, it's it's like walking through, it's like walking through absolute mud. Um, but they the chickens love it because it means all the worms come to the surface and they can uh, uh. snaffle them up. Um, but this week there has been a little bit of a problem. Um, so chickens um, are fed with something called layer pellets. So there for chickens of a certain age where they're in uh in the pram for laying so it's got all the things that they need uh to make sure they lay the 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 best eggs things like it's got protein and ash and things like that um 
but my ticket, my pellet supplier didn't deliver the last bag, sack of pellets, and uh, they are okay. running quite low. So we had to um, improvise a little bit. So I made um, – what I tend to do with the chickens is they get um, – they get the feed whenever they want, but then in the afternoon they have a little treat. So it's, it can be anything from fruit or some seeds. Um, Turkish but, delight, stuff like that. Yeah, they, they're not massive fans <laughs> of arrows for some reason. Uh, <laughs> oh, right, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, can you imagine a chicken here keeps eating a Turkish delight? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So with it being Halloween, um, we had a couple of pumpkins in the house. So our had the 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 great idea of of giving them the pumpkins because otherwise they're going to end up being thrown in the in the compost. Nobody eats the actual pumpkin, do they? It ends up getting thrown away. Uh, so so, I thought for a second then when you said thrown in the and you went say compost. I don't know why, but in my head I thought you were going to say canal. And I was <laughs> like, is that a birdie thing? It's fucking <laughs> round like that and dump. <laughs> No, well, no I compost. just thought it was something that you do it up north. Everyone just throws their... their, their I just love everything in the canal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every 31st of October, the, the canal waters run orange. <laughs> no, um, they would have gone in the compost, so I chopped them up, boiled them, because obviously they're hard, um, and I made a, a a pumpkin kind of porridge for, for the chickens. Um, okay. I mean, chickens will eat absolutely anything. They are they have very um, varied appetites. So I took I took this uh, pumpkin mash porridge whatever and put it into like they have a, like a feeding trough for for um, for some of the food and the chickens started uh, basically ripping this uh, porridge to shreds. Absolutely loving it, but it was still warm. You could see the steam coming off it. So they would dip their little heads in the porridge, and because it burnt, they'd flick it about that with with, with their head and the neck. And I ended up being covered in, <laughs> in pumpkin porridge because of the chickens. So, yeah, that's this week's chicken news. I got a pumpkin Saradin porridge yeah. Orange crap. The same as when you go swimming in the canal. <laughs> so I took all their eggs and ate the babies. Oh, for fuck. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love eggs, and I know how it works, obviously. But I don't like thinking about that, Magsy. Well, it is what it is, so. Mm. Okay. Uh, shall we jump and throw some crap away? Not pumpkins in the canal, but some shit into the Hall of Lame. The What you got for us, Maxie? Yeah, um, something happened over the last uh, couple of weeks that that really boils my wrestling piss. So it's different to your day to day piss, obviously. Yeah, it's it's a lot smellier, of course. Yeah. More of a loner. <laughs> <laughs> it, it goes in the basement a lot. Um, so. On the 25th of October, Jesus Christ, on the 25th of October, uh, uh, AW Dynamite aired, um, and somebody made their AW debut. Um, that somebody has uh, been around the houses in wrestling for many, many a year. Um, 
retired more times than we have had hot eggs. Um, Ric Flair. Ric Flair rocked up on AEW Dan Matt. Um, he did to be involved in uh, essentially the the, the long term retirement plan of Sting. Um, now Ric Flair back on TBS, um, huge deal. Uh, yeah, it's great. And then you hear the news that they signed a two year deal mm-hmm. with AEW. I thought it was longer. Actually, it was two years, is it? Yeah, so he said long term. Okay. Uh, him and Tony said it's a multi year deal. It, it, uh, Rick has confirmed that it's a two year deal. And he's also confirmed that he has had uh, doctor's approval to wrestle again. Mm-hmm. So that, that just, it boils my piss because wrestling is, the, is one of the only. Um, sports or sports entertainment where someone can retire and then keep coming back over and over again and the fact that Ric Flair is 70 years old and he's potentially coming back to wrestle for a major company again the guy is going to die in the ring it's as simple and clear as that for people who watched Ric Flair's last match the pay-per-view yep. that everyone uh, was was forking out for he he legitimately fell unconscious twice during that match and it was a fucking tag team match he was barely involved in it so the fact that a 70 year old Ric Flair is signed a two year deal with a major wrestling company to come back wrestling is it just fucking annoying me and the fact that he's also a sexual predator when Tony Khan made digs at uh, Vince McMahon uh, very recently the hypocrisy just absolutely pissed me off so my entry in this week's Hall of Lame is Ric Flair signing for AEW on a long term deal see it's difficult for me because I'm a massive Flair mark as you know you know it, it, to, he's one of, to me he's one of the two of the best ever simple as that and I'm always going to have that side of my fandom take over i think in certain moments so when sting was in the ring and flair's music hit i was excited i was i was genuinely happy because it's it's rick flair back on television and so on but that's because i don't think things through that initial buzz is like oh fantastic it's flair when that wears off and i calm down a little bit and i think about it it's like oh this isn't this isn't a good idea this is not a good idea i mean even if he's I mean, Flair said that he's been cleared to wrestle, but AEW uh, said they're not going to allow him to. But mm-hmm. that'll change. Let's be honest. The Flair's going to yeah. do something, isn't he? When right. the ratings drop. Mm. Yeah, there or, you go. Dro- or drop forever, should we drop say. Drop forever, yeah. Um, yeah. Even if Flair is not wrestling, if he is going to be in Sting's corner or, or as a manager or something like that from now until Sting's last match, which I believe is going to be in February, isn't it? The pay-per-view mm-hmm. they're talking about. Yeah. Revolution. Is that is that not a little bit of a distraction? Because regardless of what your people think about Flair now away from the ring, you know, away from wrestling in general, on television, he's still got something about him. He's still loud and brash and, and all this sort of stuff. Is it not going to take a little bit of the attention away from the guy we should be giving the attention to in Sting? Are, are you saying that Ric Flair is hogging Lamlap? Well, Nick. maybe. Nay, Simon. Nay. 
<laughs> I read an interesting uh, comment on Twitter the other day saying that maybe this is a long-term plan by Tony Khan to be able to get Charlotte Flair signed. And I was like, mm, okay. There you go. Take her away. Maybe. And he's also got a fucking energy drink. How That baffles me. That energy drinks are for young hit people who want to game for 24 hours straight. Not for geriatric people who can't remember their own name and drool and sit there in their own pits. Who <laughs> wants to do anything? Well, apparently it's, it's going to be the official AEW energy drink, isn't it? It's going to taste of Werther's Originals, isn't it? Werther's Originals and cigars. Yeah. <laughs> and shame. Lots and lots of shame. <laughs> Shame and desperation. Oh, uh, dear. Maxi, I'm really happy in my Hall of Lane this week. And I, I think I, I think I did put it in a message to you the other day. I said, I struggle sometimes with Hall of Lane. I find yeah. that mine, mine are either, I'm really happy with them, or I think, well, this sucks, but I, I struggle to think of Mostly something. Mostly the second one. Mostly the second one, yes. It's usually two sentences. Maybe, maybe. But... I've got one here that I'm going to share a link on the Chain Wrestling Twitter account uh, and the Facebook and all that all that stuff when we go off air in a little while so people can check out what I'm talking about because I imagine there's quite a few people who haven't seen this before. But I stumbled across this whilst looking for something particularly awful to talk about for the Hall of Lame this week. We're going to dive back to the mid-80s and we're going to go... Well, don't go, oh, Jesus. You know, you constantly criticise the, 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 the territory. The fact that days. you found something from from those days that you dislike. Yeah. Oh, I, I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> We're going to go back to the AWA. Vern Garnier's uh, territory that died out for various different reasons. Vincent Marion, a big one, of course. A big issue that Vern Garnier also had was that he was constantly trying to push his son, Greg. Yeah. He wanted Greg to be the next big thing. He's going to be the next big star. The issue with Greg Garner was he was mediocre in the ring at best. I was Dan Griffin in the chat there saying, we're going to dive back to the mid eighties or as Cy calls it last week. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't watch that modern day shit, mate. Sod that. Um, <laughs> The, the issue with Greg Garnier was he uh, was mediocre in the ring at best. He didn't really have much about him whatsoever. He didn't look like a wrestler. Uh, this is an issue I've got with certain AEW stars as well, but at least they do stuff in the ring that I can't do, and it, they impress me that way. Greg Garnier, I look at and think, I could beat him up in his point. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and that's not a good way to be when you're a pro wrestler. He had no personality whatsoever. It was awful basically everything that was great about his dad in his prime just wasn't there with greg so they tried to repackage him a few times they put him in tag teams with kurt henning and all this sort of stuff and that was bad enough and there's enough there just in that to chuck greg garnier into the hall of lane but there's one specific repackaging i want to talk about that has now been nicknamed online rambo greg garnier in the mid 80s sergeant slaughter doing the whole G.I. Joe thing, was working for the AWA in another attempt to get some stardust from somebody and, and, and you know, and talk, get, get a little bit of the, the rub, a bit of a sprinkle onto Greg. They thought, okay, well, we're going to send Greg Garnier to Sergeant Slaughter's camp. Camp Slaughter, as it's referred. <laughs> uh, this... This that sounds video. like a horror movie place. It does. Camp Slaughter. It sounds terrible, doesn't it? Uh, this... The series of vignettes this package and so on 
it's got to be seen to be believed and i will be sharing it but a few of the highlights are greg garnier wearing the whole headband thing that rambo wore in in some of the movies the um the, the gray army issue kind of tank top t-shirt effort for some reason he's got another one around him potentially trying to make his arms look bigger it didn't work but potentially that's what he was going for and sergeant slaughter there as well doing the whole drill sergeant kind of gimmick shouting yelling screaming i made a couple of notes um Basically, he's getting trained by Slaughter to be a machine so they could tag up and go and win championships and win matches. That's their, you know, their whole ethos for this this this, this whole thing they're doing. The whole thing is uh, overdubbed with a weird kind of panpipe, almost 1970s low-budget porno music over the top. It's It's pretty dreadful. Uh, one of the first things that Sergeant Slaughter decides that a professional wrestler needs to be able to do is hold his breath underwater. Because obviously everyone's fully aware that, you know, <laughs> Lou Fez could hold his breath for like 25 minutes underwater. That's why he was so good. Now, <laughs> Greg Garnier is then fi- pi- pictured in what I'm assuming is the lake by Vern Garnier's house. But it, it looks just like a big muddy puddle from the angle they're shooting it from. Oh, and that he, was my chicken coop. There you go, there you go. So Greg Garnier's in Magsy's chicken coop, and he climbs out and, and quite often, you know, quite vis- visibly slips over several times trying to get out of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and these were but, pre-recorded vignettes, I'm yes, assuming. Yes, yes. So they had the, the opportunity to edit that out. Yep. And left yep. it in. No, and it gets worse. Uh, another thing that apparently wrestlers need to be able to do is um, throw logs around. So rather than having, say, you know, strongman um, vignettes or, or feats of incredible strength being displayed on screen, little weedy Greg Garnier is picking up twigs, effectively, and just lobbing them about while Sergeant Slaughter shouts at him, going, you hate me, don't you? But I'm making you better in a really horrific, cheesy way. Um, when he's thrown the logs around for a little while, he's got to move some stones. And I know what people may be thinking. He's picking up big massive boulders and walking around even if they're like polystyrene and painted to look like boulders to make it look like he's super strong and the training's working oh no he may as well be picking up handfuls of gravel and moving (laughs) them about three yards away while slaughters are nodding his big chin back and forth back and forth Uh, and then they go for a little bit of a runabout through the woods uh, and down this track and greg garnier at one stage as they're running next to each other genuinely falls flat on his fucking face he tries wow. to style this out by going into press-ups. <laughs> Slaughter figures out what's going on. Slaughter figures out what's going on, goes over and tries to encourage him with the press-ups mid-run. The issue is, after falling flat on his face, Ganya can't do more than five press-ups before he's fucked. And Slaughter carries on shouting at him to carry on. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. And at the end, they make the biggest mistake going, even worse than what we've already seen. They let the guy cut a promo. Um, first of all, he says how it doesn't matter about the training, which is brilliant. That makes everything they've just done irrelevant. But he says it doesn't matter about the training. He's not forgotten about the drop kicks, which is you know very important, of course. And he also then, one trying to say that Sergeant Slaughter has added a new dimension to his wrestling style, somehow manages to get the letters in the words jumbled up and explains that he's going into the ring now with a Jew dimension which doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. But there we go. 
Greg Garnier being trained at Camp Slaughter. The video will be up on our socials when we go off air later on. Take four minutes of your life to check this out and just laugh at Greg because it's fucking worth it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. I mean, the, his dad was trying to push him as the next big thing. And you would assume that this is the best of the video that they could put out. Yeah, that's... It's not a good look, mate. It, it's I mean, not good People in wrestling pushing their their kids' interest in this as well. That's another thing that, that absolutely annoys me. Look at Ric Flair and his son, David. David mm. was horrific in the ring. Yeah. And the fucker ended up being part of the Wolfpack. He was part of the NWO Wolfpack, you know. Ridiculous. Know. Yeah. They should be banned. They should be, you should have to skip a generation. Um, what about before um, you can be a wrestler? Remember Richie Steamboat? Yeah, well, he was in NXT, weren't he, as well? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so bad. So bad. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. Those are your inductions into this week's Chain Wrestling Live Hall of Lame. We have Ric Flair's return for AEW. Oh, dear, dear me. And we have Greg Garnier it just being Greg Garnier. Oh, dearie me. Magsy, in the chat, what have we got before we jump across to something different, my friend? Oh, we've got plenty. Um, so... Um, Benny Mac has come uh, with a good idea. Said we should call Chicken News. Uh, should be called Cock Cock Boom. I think that's a great idea. Uh, Dan Griffin um, thinks that the the um, Matt Rushmore idea is a very simple idea. So um, there's something wrong with your brain, sir. Are you sure? Well, we um, know this already. <laughs> <laughs> good cop, bad cop says Park Club, Park Club, Park Club. Yeah, that's exactly. the, the, the halftime pie club on the volley. Go and join. And and Dan says uh, he's so happy he managed to turn a podcast about athletic endeavour into fat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's something great as well, like the little twinkle in Dan's eye when halftime comes around and they play their halftime pie club jingle and you know video and so on. And then Dan sits there with a little pastry full of gravy and meat, it just, and he's it, it just, just looks so doesn't happy. talk. He doesn't talk for fifteen whole <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Just, just staring <laughs> lovingly into his Frey Bentos. Oh, dear, dear me. Uh, Dan also says pumpkin spice mags. Yeah, exactly. I, I was literally covered in it. The, the chickens have a fast little shake of their heads and pumpkin was going absolutely everywhere. Um, he also said, what's Dickie Willie Compton doing in the Dynamite <laughs> Zone? <laughs> exactly. Just... It's just bad that Ric Flair has signed a deal where he could potentially wrestle. I mean, mm. if it was in AW, I get it to be like, like you said, a manager or to just be even a an on-screen authority figure, something of that that ilk. But to be potentially wrestling is, yeah, it's it's bad, bad Ric Flair, naughty. Um, <laughs> Dan says two years is long term when you're Ric Flair. Said yes, he's seventy years old. That's ridiculous. he's older than that. He's, he's, he's seventy four, isn't he? Is he seventy four? Jesus yeah. Christ! Because he got it wrong this week. He said in his um, in an interview or a press conference or some some statement. However, it's amazing that I, Ric Flair, at seventy six years of age, can be involved in a wrestling company like AEW, and. I'm sat there thinking, uh, are you sure? And I looked it up, and yeah, he said Ric Flair at 76. Ric Flair's 74. So he got his own age wrong. 
So the the, the mental capacity is, is clearly lacking there. Mm -hmm. Too many backdrops for that guy. Uh, Matt from Five Nerds Go says, uh, never wanted a man to die in the ring more. <laughs> more. <laughs> then the so, so there's other options that he has just beaten out <laughs> yeah i mean velveteen dream he can die in a ring yeah that's or true. a house yeah. fire things like that um king pig Valor says uh the rick flair's last match was dire yeah it was it was shockingly bad shockingly that sh that would be embarrassing for that to be the last match that you are known for uh mm. benny max says uh he thinks that rick flair is a legend but he agrees that he may die in the ring yeah i mean but Sometimes you've got to know when to say enough is enough. Uh, but he has said, hasn't he? He stated as well that he wants to die on the ring. Probably because it's a big old insurance claim on the company, and it because he's always skin in it. Yeah. The the amount of alimony that guy pays to his dozens and dozens of wives. He's like, um, yeah, like ninety seven ex wives, and you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Sharon says uh, that match was horrific. The the Ric Flair la um, last match. Uh, King Pink Valley says he wants a promo battle with MJF. Mm -hmm. And it, Ric Flair, in his day, um, was brilliant on the microphone. Yes. Ric Flair, in TNA, you could see that he was starting to, to lose it a little bit. Ric Flair now is a gibbering mess on a microphone. Mm. So MJF would eat him up for breakfast. Absolutely, oh, yeah. and the things that MGF will be able to say about Ric Flair, um, I mean, the guy doesn't hold back, no. so I don't think that's a good move for Ric Flair, it'll just make him look even more of a cunt than, than he is. Um, Benny Max saying what the whole wrestling world is thinking, I hope Flair isn't Sting's last match. You know, that's what yeah. he's going for, you that's know, what that's open, what he's going for. yeah. I mean, it's as a story, it would be. It would be beautiful that the guy that brought Sting into wrestling and made him a big name is Sting is the guy to take him out. But he's seventy odd year old, mm. and he shouldn't be in a fucking wrestling ring. Uh, anyway, Dan Griffin says I'm sounding a bit hoarse. Listen, don't you jinx me, Mister Griffin. I have not <laughs> yet once coughed in this show. Size the cougher this week, so don't jinx. If you don't have mind. you did were you coughing on the Monday nights that we were off? Just out of curiosity. I cough on every night that we're off. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how I've survived 46 minutes without <laughs> coughing here. Um Benny Mac says, What's the energy drink energy drink called? The pace record is called it's called woo. <laughs> woo woo energy. energy drink. So next time you're in Poundland or um Pound Stretcher. Ask them if they've got a woo energy. I'll, I'll, I'll get one. I'll try one on the show. I, I, do, I don't want to try it because I don't want to give a sex offender money. So, hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> Five days ago <laughs> says it's for geriatric people who still use Viagra for chasing their steps. Oh, dear me. Oh, good Lord. And he would. You know he would. He'd Marty Ginetti the the F out of that stepsister. He would Marty Janetti. <laughs> he definitely would, wouldn't he? In fact, he'll be fuming that oh. Marty's beat him to it. Yeah. Merchandise and all that, like, you know, potential T-shirts exactly. and stuff. 
<laughs> Woo! There's original flavor from uh, Good Cop, Bad Cop. Um, uh, Matt says that uh, um, I've, I've totally lost my train of thought there. Matt from Five Nerds Go said um, that um, Sar going back to the 80s, like back to when I was in my 40s. That's that's very rude. That is very rude of you, Matt. I, I, don't, I don't take kindly to that at all. We're going to dive back into the mid-80s, says uh, Dan Griffin, or as Sar calls it, last week. Um, Matt from Founders Go then says, no personality has never stopped Ricochet from existing. But the difference between Ricochet and Greg Gagne is Ricochet has wrestling talent. Greg Gagne has a famous dad. Ricochet is always going to get booked because he can do 87 fucking backflips that make no sense. But anyway. Yeah. But it, is, it looks good. Where well, uh, Greg Gagne falls over and pretends to push up. <laughs> get up you maggot <laughs> uh, Benny Mac says there is a camp slaughter film I've just googled it sent you the pic on, on whatsapp sir don't know if you can make that out very well please be it's starring Sergeant Slaughter no it's not mate 2004 oh. it came out I mean Sergeant Slaughter is still alive it could have been in it I know Sergeant Slaughter is still alive pretty certain he follows, uh, follows the show on twitter actually uh, yeah, he follows um a couple of my dead accounts that I haven't yeah. used in, in, in years. Do you yeah. think he's lonely? Yeah. I think he just likes wrestling fans. He likes the, he lives the gimmick, doesn't he? Do you think he's just sat up in camp slaughter now all alone looking out to that I, lake? Just going, I don't, I don't think there was really a camp slaughter to be honest. Greg, come back. I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> you maggot. <laughs> you maggot solitary tear running <laughs> an army man doesn't cry um, <laughs> five nerds go says he doesn't think that Greg Gagne had the strength to throw around poo logs just lowering the tone every time Matt um, <sighs> Bennett is slaughtered making him do his gardening brilliant. yeah maybe he was perhaps yeah, he wanted a nice he... water feature built or something like that yeah, exactly. Uh, Dan Griffin, saying it as it is, Greg Gagne was f- so fucking shat. Um, and then uh, Benny says, I think we've all actually been in the WCW's NWO. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've, I've got the T-shirt to prove it as well. So I've been in the Wolfpack. Have, have you been in the Wolfpack, sir? Not the Wolfpack, no. I've got a black and white T-shirt, though. So. Oh, yeah, you were the B-team, weren't you? Hollywood, you mate. Were, you were, you were teams, the originals, mate. <laughs> you were in there with Vincent and Stevie Ray, Buff Bagwell, and shit like that. Scott Norton, Scott Norton, bloody hell. Uh, weirdest said, shaped man in the world, Scott Norton, wasn't he? He was an odd shape, wasn't he? Let's be honest, <laughs> he was <laughs> just a very, very odd. Uh, Dan yeah. Griffey says Richie Steamboat fizzled out very quickly in NXT, but he was uh, quite good in um, FCW. One of the worst was David Sabatino. Oh yeah, yeah. Just it. Just, sometimes it pays off uh, with generational wrestlers, but sometimes it it just doesn't. Um, Richie had a, a serious back injury, I believe. Says Matt from Five Nades Go. Uh, Dan Griffin says it was when you said uh, near a bit horse. Ah, see, yeah. Look at that jokes on jokes, Dan. Amazing. Uh, Five Nerds Go says, you should see some of the things Graham from Good Cop, Bad Cop sends me. That's lowering the tone. 
Yeah, I mean, it's these wannabe Americans. You've got to, you've got to keep an eye on them. So yeah, that's the chat all caught up with. Lovely stuff, mate. Lovely stuff. Now, with regards to our non-wrestling topic this week, we kind of really didn't chuck it out and call it a non-wrestling topic. We just kind of asked what's gone on since we've been away. And we had a few people give us shout-outs on a personal level and so on. What's happened to them since we've been away and so on. And obviously, people in the chat, if there's any headlines, uh, you know, the weirder, the funnier, the better, please give us a shout in the chat and let us know if there's anything you want us to discuss, bring to our anything you want to bring to our attention. We've also got a couple of comments from our previous non-wrestling topic, Maxi, which I can read out on my phone as we go along. Um, shall we dive into non-wrestling topic now? I mean, there's no better time. NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Can you imagine if I'd have said no then? You just bigged up the whole segment. Like, nah. Nah, it's right. Nah, let's do something else. <laughs> Uh, yes, so something that's been going on whilst we have been away. And this this was kind of inspired, first of all, by us obviously being away, but secondly, because of a headline I read on Gloucestershire Live on Facebook. Now, let me just find it because this I need to read oh, it word for I remember word. This. Makes sense. Okay, this is an image here of a man by the name of Joshua Hunt. I just want to say, even though this is Gloucestershire Live, uh, it's from Somerset. So that goes to show how well done Gloucestershire Live does. It's, it's, <laughs> There's that on. much going on in Gloucestershire that they have to they have to get the news from surrounding counties. Well, well Gloucestershire Live it, it does two things: it reports on stuff that's not really important whatsoever, that's local news, or it reports on national stories, and then everybody jumps in the comments and goes, "That's not a Gloucester story," and that happens at least three times a day. It's quite repetitive, but oh, and we slightly have- mistakes as well. We have that with the Lancashire Evening Telegraph. And um, what usually happens is they'll turn the comments off uh, for right. certain stories because they'll get exactly the same kind of comments. What's this got to do with Lancashire? Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, so anyway, in Gloucestershire Live, there's a headline that came up about somebody called the Somerset Gimp. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I already knew. But it's still hilarious. Um, I don't know if you can make it out again on my phone via my camera, but there is uh, the lovely Joshua Hunt there and his mugshot or whatever, his police photo or whatever it may well be called. There we are. And Joshua, well, I'll read the headline that comes from Gloucestershire Live. A man exposed as being the Somerset Gimp, as though, as though this is a thing that we all know about. He has been exposed. It's like, you know, it's like finding Jack the fucking Ripper, isn't it? A man who has been exposed as <laughs> the being the Somerset Scorpion. Gimp. Yeah. <laughs> I'm someone from your past, Ric Flair. <laughs> it's me, Joshua Hunt. Uh, has been banned from dressing in all in an all-black Gimp suit in public <laughs> at night. And, and this has got quotation marks around it. That's where your Gimp suit went, sir. It did, mate. It did. Um, <laughs> he's been banned from wearing a gimp suit in public at night and crawling, wriggling, or writhing on the ground. Uh, <laughs> but this is the bit that gets interesting, okay? He's been banned for five years. 
So in five years and a day, <laughs> old Joshua's going to be like, I've been waiting for this, you know. I've been waiting for this. The old talk's going to come out so we can slip back into that suit pretty quick, you know. My so band's up, boys. What a shout, people in Somerset. In November of 2028, <laughs> he's going to be back. The Somerset Gimp will be back. <laughs> uh, um, he's, yes, he's been banned for five years. Joshua Hunt, 32, has been linked to 25 incidents across the county by the so-called Gimp. So he's been linked to these 25. They can't prove that all 25 were him. But I think I it's mean, safe to say. <laughs> yeah, the... The fact that it's a gimp suit, it's going mm-hmm. to do well to hard his identity. But how many gimp suits are there in Somerset? Well, this is going to be my next point, okay? If Joshua is switched on here, and he has a look at what he's been sentenced and banned from doing for five years, first of all, like we said, in five years' time, he can don the black again, and away he goes. You know, all's, all's good in Somerset. Drink the cider, lever up, and away you go, In it, you know? Mm-hmm. In the middle of those five years, during the you know, in the duration of his of his ban, he's been banned from wearing an all black gimp suit in public at night and crawling and wriggling and writhing on the ground. So if he wears a blue one and stays stood up, is he all right? A white one? A white one, yeah. There you go. It, it makes no sense, does it? it I mean, maybe being specific to the colour has given him an out. Maybe he actually, they want him to be the Somerset Gimp just to frighten away the kiddies, I suppose. It's weird. It's Somerset's like I mean, Bristol way, isn't it? Yeah, it's the old middle of the country platform area. Mm, okay. So I wonder if Andy knows him. <laughs> it is Andy. <laughs> he, did, he did have a look of Andy. He did look I mean, a bit and, like Andy, didn't he? Andy maybe is... is his gimmick name. Yeah, we don't know. We've never seen any proof that Andy from Bang Bang Podcast is called Andy, other than the fact that Andy calls himself Andy. Yeah, and we've seen no proof that he doesn't wear a gimp suit. No, this is true. If anything, it'd be easier to prove that he does. Gimpy Andy. Andy. <laughs> uh, anyway, stuff that has gone on whilst we have been away, not including the Somerset Gimp. Uh, Dan Griffin starts us off at Dan Griffin 21 on Twitter. And he says, as promotion for the next season of Stranger Things, they're touring a Scoops Ahoy ice cream van around the UK. And they're coming to York. Can't go wrong with ice cream in November, apparently. <laughs> now, I've, so I've, I've never seen Stranger Things. Never never seen it at all. So I'm assuming this is a product in the, in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking at the dates... I mean, why would you want ice cream in the middle of November when it's absolutely freezing cold? And and do people buy buy ice cream in that? I, don't know. I just I just get pissed off because I hear the music and I'm like, mate, you're having a laugh, and you. And then you say to the kids, they play the music when they've run out of ice cream. <laughs> That's right. They've only so got the same. You can't nights. have any. Yeah. <laughs> but of, of all the places to go, Cardiff makes sense. London makes sense. Bath. Bath. Is that a hot spot for watchers of, of Stranger Things? Mm. I don't know, mate. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, assume, I'm assuming they still have like you know the same 
rights to a television in Bath. I'm not. <laughs> it's not like <laughs> it, it's it's just a weird thing to tour in it for mm. a Netflix show. But if it keeps uh, Mr. Griffin happy with his scoops of high ice cream, but then I suppose. If you've seen Stranger Things, it probably means. Explain to us in the chat, Dan. Let us know. Let us know. The, is it just part of the show? Is is it a big deal of the show? I don't know. I mean, when I took Charlie to this um, Comic Con kind of effort in Gloucester, there were Stranger Things sets there, and there's obviously the famous scene that again I've never seen the show, but I'm familiar with the scene. A young lad plays Master of Puppets on this certain red guitar. Um, it's quite a big scene in one of the later seasons. And there was a setup there for you to wear his jacket and hold the guitar and have your picture took in front of a backdrop. And so I can understand that there is an appeal to that sort of thing, but the ice cream truck itself, I'm not familiar with. So, okay. It, it looks like it's a, an actual ice cream parlor. So is that a truck? I don't know. Is it? A oh, shop? yeah. Oh, so Dan, Dan's Dan, dead ice cream Dan van. The van. Yeah. But it does say ice cream parlor, so I'm wondering if it would be like a yeah, one of those like pop up shops. Why? Okay, so if it is a pop, see that's 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 like going on the set. That'd be cool. Yeah. So Dan Dan says yeah, it was an ice cream parlor that was in a mall that got blown up in season three. I just fucking spoilers, Dan. Yeah, Dan, you've you've ruined it for people who will never watch Stranger Things. Mm. They're on like this is like season five, so it's a while, a couple of seasons ago. I'll forget by the time I get to that anyway, won't I? Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> we now we now know why they're going to Bath, because according to uh, Matt from Five Nerds Go, Bath is good for dogging. Oh, okay. The more you know. Mm, make a little note of that. Uh, Connor, at Connor Knows Footy on Twitter, he says, uh, whilst we were away, he got invited to an open tryouts for a local semi-pro club. Semi-pro, okay. Oh, to play... Cool. Yeah, to play goalkeeper for next season, which starts in the spring and lasts until August. His path to the Premier League begins, he says. <laughs> yep. So, Connor, if you're still in the chat, mate, let us know. Um, what semi-pro in this country, you're looking at sort of uh, f- football league and then the one below that and everything below that in the pyramid is semi-pro. And they go yep. from making enough money to basically roughly survive on a, a few years ago to 50 quid a game or whatever. What's the kind of level or the standard in America for semi-pro? Is there a, is there a, a crowd there? How big is the crowd and so on? Let's, let us know in the chat, mate. That's, that's yeah, fantastic though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely great. It was kind of well done, mate. Well done. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Steve O at total Steve O on Twitter. Now there's a few from Steve O. Uh, the last one I'll come to at the end, Magsy because I've saved them in the wrong order. So, just so you're aware. Not like you professional. <laughs> Steve-O says, Firstly, great to have you back. Oh, thank you, Steve-O. Thank you, Hugely appreciate What have you missed? Um, Burnley being one of the worst teams in Premier League history. Is that accurate, Mags? Yeah. It, it's... Um, it's... It's just been a really hard step up for Burnley uh, coming from the championship. Um, we have had, to be fair, we've had a tough run of, of games early, but we've also had some games that should have been winnable. Um, there's still plenty of time in this season, uh, but it's not the best of starts. And sometimes having a young squad is it's not not. You need you need a little bit of experience in there, and and Burnley is definitely lacking lacking with that. 
But as long as they keep their heads up, I'm sure the results will come good. Because we've had some positive um, moments in matches, just not not good results. Okay. See, when you say worst Premier League team of all time, my mind goes to that Sunderland side that went down and would dross. And that Derby County team as well, that yeah, one year, the Dar- was awful. Is it 11 points they got all season? Yeah. So yeah. they can't be as bad as those. I, no, no. I mean, we're not even rock bottom yet. We have yeah. been rock bottom, but I think we're uh, currently 19th. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's... Probably not, right, unless okay. we do some uh, damage in January with some uh, signings. Um, but the lads will give it a bloody good go. And as long as everyone has fun, that's all that matters. Steve-O continues. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Beatles released a new song, which was a song created by John Lennon as a demo, but never released. It's actually all right, and the video is very good. The story behind it, is pretty interesting as well. Now that sort of thing always fascinates me. How I mean, you always get that one. You know, when, when somebody dies, especially like recent musicians die, you get give it a year, or maybe even not that six months. And it's like when when all the best ofs and all that, the sales of that start dropping off. Oh shit! Look at this. We found a new album that this dead person's made, and they'll mm-hmm. churn it out. And do you know what I mean? But this is the Beatles, and it's a song that John Lennon was involved in. Obviously, Lennon died you know, 40 years ago, whenever it was back in the early eighties, wasn't it? <laughs> so th- I find this absolutely fascinating. Have you heard the song, Maxi? I've not, um, but I am, I'm going to listen to it probably after, after this, sh- we finish recording. The Stones as well. The Rolling Stones have released a new album and that's gone into number one on the album charts, hasn't it? Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I- I've not, I've not been keeping up with music, um, that much recently uh and the stones were never my bag anyway but it's it's cool to see them uh back at the mm. top of the tree yeah definitely i, I always preferred the stones to the beatles to be fair mm. you're wrong there but never mind okay cool thanks yeah, i think the stone was uh, the stones last number one album like bridges to babylon or something like that 15 sure. years ago yeah it's like 15 16 years ago yeah yeah, so uh, at Pigs Bladders, the Photoshop King himself, he says, Welcome back, gents. You have been missed. Thank you so oh, much. It's really you. nice. To hear it, that. Thank it, you. it really, really means the world to us. Um, yes. not, no hyper, hyperbole at all. It absolutely means the world to us that you've all missed us. Yeah, definitely. Um, he says, I'll give you an update on me. I've had a dodgy ankle for over two years. It's taken all that time to get a bloody x-ray and I get the results on Wednesday. First time in a long time, I feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel. Well, that's good news, mate. You know, Absolutely. frustrating two years, but at least yeah. you come into the and, end of it, hopefully. And and that's the underfunding of the NHS by the Conservative government. Let's move on Ridiculous. before you get on. I mean, don't go wrong. I agree with you, but I don't want to go down that road of ranting about that again. It's our first show back. Let's try and avoid yeah. it. Tory bastards. Uh, Pigs Madness continues. <laughs> um, next, I've just found out I've got cataracts. Ah, okay. So that's not as positive. Uh, whoop whoop, he says. <laughs> Surgery at the end of the month. Then I can be a pirate for the next two weeks, and you can all call me the one-eyed Photoshop wizard. Not asking for sympathy. I'm actually looking forward with one eyeball to it all. <laughs> so the, the fact that he creates such amazing artwork for us 
with cataracts and we couldn't do that with with 2020 vision that's amazing not, I can't that, you've got not that you've got cataracts that's not amazing that's pretty bad but no, the fact no. that you can work through those cataracts and still produce the artwork that you do that's outstanding i saw um the the lord of the podcast i think it was picture that he did because uh, obviously I'm not on, I don't go on social media a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's essentially a, the whole group of us uh, as Lord of the Rings characters, and everyone's looks really good. Yeah, it's fantastic. Then you, get, yeah. then you get to Bilbo Baggins, and Bilbo Baggins <laughs> looks like he's wearing my face as a mask. <laughs> so I think his, I was literally in the middle of his cataract when he was doing that. Yeah. But everyone else, you look amazing. Uh, I look not not now on the picture. Ah, um, I I look like a melted candle. <laughs> uh, just to, to, you know, just to be clear, with regards to the backgrounds for the show, you know, we're, we're back weekly and so on. You're having this operation on your eye, and you say you have to wear a patch. Are we only going to get half a screen now? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what's going to happen? That would. I, be I, just, I just want to be prepared for when we, you know, when we go live. Yeah, you know? but which half would it be? It, it'd definitely be down. Well, it wouldn't be. What are you doing? Like that? <laughs> <laughs> which half? For those on the audio version, he won't have seen that. Matthew just said, "Which way right would it be? Which half would it be?" And then drew a line across the screen in the middle from side to side. What do you think yeah, he's doing? That, that, was, to- that was an <laughs> error. That was an error about me. It would be one hour. And also, show us your eye patch when you've had it done. Yeah. I hope you get something on there, like a pattern or something, like a design. No, just do like Brian, uh, Daniel, um, um, Brian Danielson did for uh, Kazuchi Okada, where he just had a, a basically a plaster over the top of it and threatened him for a Wrestle Kingdom match. Yeah, okay. Uh, King Pig's Banner comes with a little bit of information. My head just refused to work. (laughs) That's the story of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. And it means, sir, you end up being cut off, which is is good for everyone, really. And then Maggle No Legs going all in on the discipline. (laughs) (laughs) I have legs. I genuinely have legs. Uh, uh, concluding this part of the non-wrestling topic, Steve-O says, just thought of one, us at Elite FPL, simulcasting with at the Matatat UK for the volley for the Manchester Derby was great fun. Matt and Jates clearly got on well. Yeah, that was brilliant stuff, Maxi. They um, they covered the game with the volley and Elite FPL together. It was really good stuff. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Uh, Steve-O did a video a couple of uh, days ago talking about uh, collabing uh, in the uh, the FPL uh, community and how um, there's a there's a lot of tension and competition and, and things like that. Um, okay, so definitely check out uh, Steve O's uh, channel, uh, Total Steve O, and the Elite FPL channel on YouTube. Um, but yeah, so it's it's great news that he is. He was talking about how this should be collabing, and that's how you uh, basically both. Uh, um, both channels grow because of the combined like, um, mm. subscription. So yeah, it's it's great that um, that basically they they are getting along and and being able to uh, enjoy some casting. Hopefully, everyone will benefit from that. So yeah, that's that's brilliant news. 
yeah, yeah, great stuff, mate. Great stuff. Uh, I have got some replies to our last shout out for a non wrestling topic, but obviously we haven't got them available on. There we go on the screen there. So I'll just read them out quickly as, and we'll scan through I'm them. I'm gonna try and find them. Uh, the date is the 30th of September is the response we've got from Connor that I'm starting with, my friend. Okay, just so you're aware. Okay. Uh, but I will begin. Have you been away that long? Jesus Christ. Yeah, mate, a month, isn't it? Like, well, you did say a month at the start of the show, so you are aware. Yeah, I know, but it just feels long, doesn't it? Because a month would be October, but that was September. Anyway, okay. never mind. Anyway, anyway, uh, the non wrestling topic we left everyone with was um, it, I suppose, was it was it stuff you've learned from other people that was positive, inspiration, and so on. Max is the way to word it, I guess. Yeah, there we go. What good habits, skills, hobbies have you picked up from others? Right there we go. So like I said, we'll scan through these relatively quickly because we don't want to be here for like four or five hours, do we? Because I've got work in the morning. Uh, we'll start with Connor. Uh, Connor knows footy on Twitter. When I played football back in school, my freshman year, we had a senior player who was our captain that year, and he always found a way to draw penalties at the slightest bit of contact. So he was a cheat, was he? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Tosser. Okay. A David Ginola. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he made it look like he was forced down in the box and did not get a yellow for simulation. That year, I didn't play much, but every day after practice, we would stay for an hour and work on that skill. And the very next year, I was the new starting attacking midfielder, and I went on to win a total of 20 spot kicks in my career. I only took three of them, but skied them all. You won 20 penalties by throwing yourself on the deck. Have you got Italian blood in you, Connor? Magsy's disappeared. That's not encouraging at all, but I will carry on regardless. Hopefully, Magsy will be back very, very soon. I think he's trying to set up having the... Uh, the tweets that I'm reading out now on the screen next to us, so you guys can read them as well. But I'll just carry on with what I've got. Please bear with me. Um, hopefully, Magsy will be back soon. We have at Yalmoroit on Twitter. He says, Snooker, it runs in the family. My cousin qualified for the Crucible. Oh, wow. Okay. In Sheffield in the 90s. I grew up in snooker clubs. Actually got decent at it, but unfortunately dried up playing as I got into my teens, but picked it up again in my 30s. Great game. I love it. Yeah, I don't mind a bit of snooker. Um, I've never been particularly good at it. I think my highest break was something terrible, like 25, 30 or something like that. If anyone else has played snooker, give us a shout in the chat. Let us know your highest breaks, but mine was uh, mine was dire. Pool I was okay at, but snooker is obviously different than my different skill set, isn't it? So Magsy is back. Are you joining us, Mags? Do I have to click you into the studio? Hello. Hello. Yeah, I was fucking fuming that, uh, that uh, Connor is a... A cheat of penalties. That few minutes I made my internet go mental. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Uh, at Jimmy Evans for real on Twitter, he says, <laughs> my gaming skills have improved as an adult. Fair play. Just straight to the point. I love the fact that Jimmy does that. As always. Uh, he don't make, yeah. he don't make no us read sentence after sentence. He's just in there. Usually it's one word, but he's actually done a full sentence. Yeah, but yeah thanks for that, uh, Jimmy. Uh, much appreciated, sir. There we go. Uh, Chris Bellis at real Chris Bellis on Twitter. I want to give a shout out to Chris and just say, you know, thinking of your buddy, I'm not going to go into details, yeah. not my place, nobody Absolutely. else's business. Those who know, know, but just let you know, thinking of your buddy, love you a bit. Okay. Yeah. We're all in um, and I love this as well. This tweet he sent us. This is fantastic. Max. Chris says my love of wrestling actually comes from my dad. He was born with severe physical disabilities. And the first time I saw him properly animated was watching world of sport on a Saturday when I was four. 
I had to check out what got him so worked up and it became our thing each week. That is brilliant, isn't it? It is. And then he deleted some of his posts, it looks like. Um, and then, he, oh, no, that was someone who replied about a book, weren't it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You, I can't you, never read past, you don't read past the first comment, do you? Yeah, I do. But I screenshot them separately. So, for example, I'm coming on to Steve-O's now, right? And whereas I can read what Steve-O responds to his own tweet, I've screenshotted it separately to make sure I'm reading them all out because otherwise I will miss okay. them. That's and fair. then you'll go, eh, you haven't read that one. Breaking news. Keeping your bed. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and that is exactly how you sound as well, just so you're aware. I thought I was saying it then. I was just getting angry at myself. <laughs> uh, Steve-O, out to Steve-O on Twitter. He says, truthfully, both yourselves and at UTT Rob, at Bang Bang Podcast and at Dan Griffin 21 inspired me to do solo podcasts and got me to resubscribe to the WWE Network again and watch through the Attitude Era again. Ah, well, glad of that. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, one of the best things about being a content creator uh, for me has always been talking to other people and the that person then finding their voice and going out and making content on their own. It's the biggest praise that I could ever be involved in. Um, so the fact that I've played a little bit of influence in that, it's amazing and um, all power to him. Yeah, definitely so. Definitely so. Steve-O continues, going to the gym was down to my brother. He started young. It's weird. He's got the physique of John Cena, but looks facially like Arnie. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> he suggested me going to the gym. 17 years later, it's still going. It's a huge part of my life. Yeah, fair play. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I've, 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 I've never gone into a gym to lift weights or do anything like that. I've gone into gyms, but that's because they had a bar and I like the barmaid. But I've not <laughs> gone into the gym to work out. So uh steve continues doing what i do with elite fbl certainly inspired to going at it and sticking to what we all do thanks to at let's talk fpl at planet fpl pod and at fpl underscore juice yeah so again that's that community that they're all part of for their <laughs> fantasy stuff isn't it magsy yeah it is and, and it's the fact that he's found something that he really enjoys um that's half the battle Sometimes yeah. when you're creating content, in enjoying what you're talking about. Um, so, yeah, amazing stuff, Steve. Yeah, there you go. And finally, and it is finally, because this is the only one I've, I've, the last one I've got, Max, unless there's any I've missed. Uh, Steve-O says, definitely a habit of my dad, bottling up my anger until it were, unfortunately comes out in an aggressive manner. So, there we go. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't say I'm exactly the same, I, but I did used to bottle a lot of things up. Uh, but the thing that worked for me was therapy, sir. So find somebody who you can talk to uh, and get that get that um, aggression worked out rather than doing something silly and maybe uh, hurting yourself. So, yeah, definitely look into that. There we go. Uh, yeah, that's it then for the non-wrestling topic and our little update as to what's been going on whilst we've been away, Max, unless you have any there that you're looking at. Uh, no, I think we've, we've covered, I mean, covering two non-wrestling topics in an episode. That's great guns. We've, we are, we've, we're on fire today. We're absolutely we on are fire. superb. Right? Let's send it all to shit now by scanning through the chat and then talking about some fucking nonsense with gold dust. 
Um, so there's only a couple, most of them from Mr. Griffin. And he says, uh, he did a par running at the end of the stream for the, uh, for the crossover stream, which is absolutely amazing. Um, Dan also says, I pissed off in disgust at practicing winning penalties. Yeah, that's, that's scummy. Connor, Connor, mate, that's scummy, that. Practicing yeah. that. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Drawing, drawing fouls is one thing. I mean, Practice. some players are really good at it, but practicing drawing fouls, that's a that's scummy, sir. That's absolutely scummy. Uh, King Pig's Banner is saying uh, he used to be awesome at pool. Um, pool, I was never brilliant at, but I, was, I wasn't bad at. I can uh, handle myself around a pool table. But getting the angles on a snooker table yeah. just was something I was never able to do. Never, I was not good at it. Um, darts is another thing. Horrific at that. I cannot understand how people can control the throw for a dart to go in a little segment that I can barely see. It's just, it just baffles me. Absolutely baffles me. We um we've got two dartboards in the kitchen. One is normal Sarah, height Sarah. and shut up your knob. And the other one is uh, set up lower down so the kids could play on it when they were little. And at one point, I got what I thought was pretty decent, and I was okay. I my average was okay. I could if I got down to a finish, I could normally check out ish. But I wasn't drinking too much. And the lads from football will come over, and I'd beat half of them. The other half they beat me. And then one lad played for us who who we weren't aware of at the time. Actually played for the county. And he was just different level, mate. It was ridiculous how good this guy was to the point where he'd get pissed up and just start showing off. And my kitchen, where the dartboard is, there's like a partition and that's where the dining room is, the other side of the partition. He would go and stand in the dining room, throw diagonally and still hit the treble 20. From oh, It was absolutely ridiculous. And was banned mate. from your house and never... Oh, yeah, yeah that was it. He didn't come around again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then lastly, um, Dan repeating everything that we just said, big love to Mr. Bellis. Yeah, uh, reach Indeed. out to any of us uh, in, the, in, in our group. We're, we're all here for you, sir. Indeed, indeed. Ah, uh, so then, Max, I suppose then, seeing as this is a wrestling podcast, apparently, apparently, we better talk some, well, something that happened at a wrestling event that I don't know if it is wrestling or not, but let's talk about it anyway. This is a thing that happened. <laughs> uh, let's get ready to rumble! Oh, so then. Muted there. There we go. So then, a WrestleMania match where one of the competitors was changed because of homophobic reasons, and then they went to WrestleMania and did some more homophobic shit, and that was the end of that. Should we move on? Are we done? (laughs) What would you give me out of 10? We'll we'll get to that, shall we? We'll get to that. (laughs) Oh, first of all, we're obviously talking the uh, Hollywood backlot brawl, which happened at WrestleMania 12 in 1996 from the Anaheim Pond in California. Same pay-per-view where Brett and Sean had their Iron Man match. Not the strongest WrestleMania in, in you know from start to finish magazine, is it really? No, I mean, there, there is high spots in it, I suppose. But yeah, this was, uh, this was a lull. For, mm. for uh, modern day, I suppose, WrestleManias. Um, and one thing I noticed whilst watching it is just how tiny the crowd was. Yeah. Now, if you look at WrestleManias now, 
these fill stadiums. You're talking 50, 60, 70,000 over multiple days. And this was, I think it was at the, was it at the Arrowhead Pond? Yes, yes. It was, it was an arena, which is what WWE used to run house shows uh, in the current, uh, in the current era. And it was what the capacity, I think Vince said, was like 18,000, which that's mind-blowing for a WrestleMania, that 18,000 mm-hmm. was the capacity. Yeah, it, just, it looked like a B-level pay-per-view. Yeah. And, and they did around that time, didn't they, the WrestleManias? I mean, I'm um, up to WrestleMania 10 on the HBK podcast. I'm going, I'm going through Sean's pay-per-view career but starting at WrestleMania's. So I'm up to WrestleMania 10 that's coming out next week. WrestleMania 9 comes out uh, tomorrow, actually, as we record, or yesterday or whatever, if you listen to the audio version. WrestleMania 9 is obviously outdoors. There's only like 14, 15,000 people there. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that that looked terrible, but apparently the money they made from that WrestleMania... Beat. Yeah, because it was it was all the, because of Caesar's Palace and things like that, weren't yeah. it? Yeah, at that WrestleMania, the buy rate for it and so on as well, beat the, the following few WrestleManias. Yeah. So maybe it's not always about the the crowd, but the money mm. they're making from it. I mean, look at Saudi Arabia, the money they're making yeah. from them shows. Um, it, it's it's equal. Was that a cat running across a keyboard? Um, no, it's a cable that just fell down from somewhere. <laughs> Jesus I'll Christ. Yeah, it's... Um, the Saudi Arabia shows they they make more money than the majority. If you take out the big four for or big five for WWE, the Saudi Arabia shows make more money than the rest of the the pay per views mm. combined. Which is it it you go where the money is, whether you whether you agree with them politically or not, the money's there. But I can't see how the Arrowhead Pond made them a lot of money it's not a, no. a big name i mean it's big in the world of wrestling but it's not a, a huge name in 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 the the, the terms of let's say like a um the the caesar's palace or or trump style um or anything like that so yeah it just it just looks small which mm. just and dark and yeah grimy Weird time for the company as well. When you look across to the other channel, the NWO on fire on Nitro and all that stuff. I mean, interestingly enough, we're talking Piper Goldust. By the end of the year, Piper is headlining Starcade in WWE, their mm-hmm. biggest show of the year. You know, yeah. so th- that's an interesting little twist there as well. But anyway, the WWE Network here, it, again, the issues with the updates stand to reason here i couldn't because because this event starts off in a parking lot and then we get little updates throughout the show you know spread out between matches and so on and then they come into the arena later there's no thumbnail for me to click and scan through no on the new network yeah. um I, the way i i went around that was skip to the end of the matches and then just watch five or ten minutes to see if there's a, an update. But from remembering this pay-per-view, the updates that you get aren't actually of Gold Dust and Roddy Piper. Anyway, they're just excerpts from OJ Simpson's yeah. uh, run from the cops in his in his Ford, Ford Bronco. So you don't really you don't miss anything by adding them out apart from 
realised that Vince McMahon had a massive hard on for this story. Yeah, um, originally it was going to be Razor Ramon, Scott Hall taking on Goldust the, the, here. Was it the Miami Street Fight? It was supposed to mm. be. But Hall uh, nixed that whole thing in the bird because the the storyline called for Goldust to be uh, attracted to his opponent, uh, and that was going to cause the yeah, settlement between them it to quit, kick off. Didn't it? It, it quit uh, the company as well. This mm. it was like after WCW, and I think he also failed a drug test as well, if I remember rightly. Yeah, so, and it's, yeah. it's a tricky one because also we all know Scott Hall's background, and we all know the issues that he went through pretty much his whole life. But here, he says that I'll admit to taking drugs and drinking and this, that, he goes, here, I was sober because so it was I, part of my criteria to sign for WCW was that I was sober. But the drugs test he failed when he said he wasn't going to do this storyline was apparently one that was took from him six months previously, in Scott Hall's words. And now all of a sudden, this positive drug test is turning up six months later. It's yeah. a bit... You know, Sour grapes, yeah. Yeah. So sounds a bit Vince McMahon sour grapes. Well, there we go. There we go. Um, It's a tricky one to cover this, I think, really, because there's a lot going on without a lot actually happening, as much of a contradiction as that is, because we've got all the stuff with the hose pipe and the bat and the cars and so on. But then when you break it down to talk about it, there's not actually much to really bring up, is there? No, um, the thing that the thing with this match is, it's essentially the first ever hardcore match for WWE, and I think because they weren't ha- as maybe uh, familiar with these matches, they, a lot of this was left to the wrestlers to see what they could yeah. come up with. And what they came up with was was a bit of a, a bit of a fire outside of uh, mm. outside in, in essentially a car park. Um, creatively uh, and uh, in terms of wrestling technique, there is not a lot there. No. It's a typical um, backstage scuffle almost. Uh, but there are a few uh, little notable points in there to, to dig at. There's uh, this one where uh, Roddy Piper punches Goldust in the face oh. and he, it's legit. And um, yeah. he broke his hand doing that punch. Uh, and you, you, there's, there's the whole slamming on the car where um, Roddy tries to pick up Goldust uh, and slam him. And then he he realizes he quickly can't, so Goldust has to basically roll over and, and oh, land on his back. Um, <laughs> but it, it just it looked like a very basic um, mm-hmm. backstage brawl, and it was all done so they could have the 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 skit where Roddy drives off in a Bronco, and then they can uh, patch in the the video of of uh, RJ Simpson running a mocker in the streets after he'd just murdered a couple of people. Yeah. Um, Bruce Pritchard on his podcast talks about other options that were initially discussed for this pay-per-view. And you mentioned OJ Simpson there. They were trying to book OJ Simpson 
to appear himself on this pay-per-view. On the there's, nose or what? <laughs> there's also a story about trying to... The, the, the young girl who... Um, his partner, who owed Jay Simpson, um, in theory, was accused of killing. I think he lost a civil case, but was proven innocent in court. I think maybe... Maybe, I don't know and, for certain. I'll have to look it up. And then wrote a book that said, if I didn't kill her, but if I would have, this is how I would have done it. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, apparently, the father of that girl, his partner, they wanted to contact him to see if they can get him involved somehow to take on OJ Simpson in some way. Again, I don't know how much of this is accurate, whether it was just people throwing ideas around, but you can imagine Vince turning around and going, well, what if? Because that's the two words that he loves so much, isn't it? What if yeah. coming from different people? But anyway, uh, the the bit the beginning of this the, the video package to show why these guys are in this situation comes back to again the, the almost crossing into the, the the sort of crossing the line into the homophobia and playing on that sort of very outdated mindset because apparently Goldust is turned on by Roddy Piper's power and authority because he is the the, the acting general manager mm-hmm. president of the WWF at this time. And Piper just doesn't like the fact that that's the case, and that's kind of why they're fighting, isn't it? So yeah, you, you see bit. the yeah you, you you see the video package, uh, and it shows that uh, that Goldust is enamoured with with Roddy, um, uh, stroking a picture of him centrally, sucking on a bagpipe, and then when they finally meet up in the ring. Um, when he uh when uh, Goldust is rebuffed by Roddy, he gives him a slap to the chops. Mm-hmm. Um and that to to be quite fair to uh WF whilst the the, the storyline uh well the whilst the meat on the bones of the storyline is is very, very like I said, outdated, the fact that they were able to transition from it this being Razor Ramon versus Goldust to yeah. Roddy. And Goldust, I've got to give him props for that um, mm-hmm. uh, booking on the fly, um, because I think at this time Roddy was the was he the commissioner or the ah that was it commissioner yeah he was the authority yeah. figure yeah 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 um, so for them to transition into a storyline and 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 make it um, somewhat entertaining, I've got to give him props on that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not a great match. It's not a great start, but it is unique. You are getting a backstage uh, part and then little segments uh, interspersing the show leading to a uh, into a, a match. Is it a match? Not really. Um, so it was brave of WWE, I think, uh, WWF at the time to, to to try and pull this off. Yeah. Especially, yeah, on, one, especially on the biggest show of the year. Uh, a couple of bullet points I've got here before we get to the actual in-ring aspect, I suppose, is, is where the ending of it, I guess. Um, we start off with a bit of a we start off with a standoff, so to speak. Uh, Roddy Piper is there in jeans, a leather jacket, and a baseball bat, looking pretty badass, to be fair. Piper looks pretty good here. A gold dust is in a tacky, gold. horrible gold limo. I think it's a Cadillac. Cadillac, okay. And he's in full gimmick as well, yeah. which, you know, dear me. And there's also a table full of food. So after Piper has used a hose <laughs> yeah. pipe. Why um, Why is the catering table outside? Yes. Um, and 
the outside is is drenched as well because um, mm-hmm. Vince says on commentary that Papa wanted it to be wet. No explanation why. I just wanted no, it to no. wet, and and that's why he's got a hose pipe. But he uh, he stops a car from running him over by hose piping the car, mm-hmm. which is what I whenever I'm going to be. Uh, destroyed by a, a, a two-ton vehicle coming towards me. I always think, <laughs> I wish I had a horse part right now. Um, he then smashes pretty much all of the windows with the bat, and Goldust falls out of the the opposite side of the car. No mm. reason why, and then makes his way around to the side with the glass all smashed over for absolutely no reason. It's, it's ridiculous. He wanted this fart and then <sighs> tries to run away from the fart. Yes. No sense whatsoever. Um, Piper ends up virtually getting hit by the car at one point. <laughs> but apparently this wasn't... Dustin Rhodes didn't know that this was what Piper had in mind. He was supposed to jump to one side, Dustin Rhodes says. But instead, Piper, thinking he's the Hollywood stuntman, jumps on the bonnet, to which Goldust is apparently behind the wheel thinking, shit, what do I do? And just swerves the car about a little bit until he falls off. Yeah, and the best part of this little bit of the segment for me was um, was the dumpster going into business for itself. So yeah. the um, the Papa's against these uh, these white dumpsters. He, uh, Goldust uh, starts to speed up. Papa jumps onto the bonnet and, and grabs hold, and then one of the the dumpsters wheels into camera shot and just won't leave the screen and is basically following the car. And it's hilarious. That dumpster should have had a sign on it, like advertising the Briscoe Body Shop or something, because it was just, <laughs> it was dead center of the screen. It was brilliant. It should have won a Slammy Award, that dumpster. <laughs> it should have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we then cut away because they've both driven off, and that's the end of that certain segment. Yes, during but, the Steve Austin. Harper commandeered a white Ford Bronco, and it's, it's yes. very specific that he commandeered that vehicle. Um, so this, I think this was filmed a couple of weeks actually before uh, yeah. WrestleMania, yeah. weren't it? Yeah. So that white Bronco obviously links into OJ Simpson and his uh, his murderous getaway. Mm. Indeed. Um, during the Savio Vega Steve Austin match, Roddy Piper rings in whilst he's on the, in this hot <laughs> pursuit to us. They're they're racing these cars which, all over. Which uh, goes to show exactly what they thought of Savio Vega and Steve Austin at WrestleMania yeah. twelve ridiculous uh, and piper says he's going to make a man out of this fruitcake on the phone mm-hmm. which is not aged well um <laughs> uh bear with me magsy my notes are all stuck together well you will What's masturbate whilst watching wrestling <laughs> it's like roddy piper mate um we then we then get the <laughs> oj make a man out of you <laughs> um and man even says it on commentary that footage looks familiar i wonder what that's all about yeah, he knows. Which, he's, he's, what's, that, what's he doing? He's just been an absolute pillock, isn't he? Mm. He's just, he? He finds this hilarious. And that's he's playing for that audience of one. That's all. Yes. Um, we then have another match. I think it's Undertaker Diesel is next. Uh, we then get Vince shouting, oh, Goldust, Piper, they're back. Let's go to Todd Peddingale. So they go to Todd Peddingale. They're not back. He's watching on a monitor uh, like what's going on. And then they arrive back and Roddy Piper crashes his Bronco into the side of the Cadillac. 
again, apparently that wasn't planned. So Goldust had to get out the other side of the car when he was supposed to get out of that side. Mm-hmm. So again, it's all going to shit. As yeah, always. He, 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 they essentially double park and he yeah. blocks the door. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they then get into the back of the arena and they're fighting through the arena and so on. And this is when they come out into the uh, the crowd area, the ring uh, itself. They're coming through the backstage area and spinning. Into- like, this is where we get the cut from around this time, a cut from pre-filmed footage to on the day. Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned, Maxi Piper broke his hand. So he was in a pl- plaster cast in, in the build-up between, sorry, filming the original scenes and WrestleMania itself. So to, you know, continuity, make sure people didn't twig that this was pre-filmed, he cut the cast off to be able to carry on with this. What they didn't actually take into consideration, though, was that the blood on Piper's jeans, which was red in the earlier moments, is now dried and brown. Mm-hmm. And Roddy Piper's had a fucking shave. So somehow, <laughs> no, as he's... As he's chasing Goldust, apparently on the day, only an hour earlier, he, he has not only made, managed to make a phone call, he has somehow sucked his facial hair back into his cheeks as he's driving. That is some talent. He just used Manscaped. And if you oh. want to look as professional as Ronnie Parper, use our code. We don't have a Manscaped code at manscaped.com. <laughs> we should stop plugging them if we haven't got a code, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we get into the ring and after a fight down the aisle way, gold dust sets up for a pile driver, but takes the opportunity to, everyone knows the position when you're setting up for a pile driver. He takes the opportunity to, shall we just say, caress Roddy Piper's bum. It's so, it's, it's very off putting because mm. he, he strokes that ass with some love. Yeah. He's quite keen, isn't he? He's quite keen. Yes. Uh, Goldust then rips Piper's t-shirt off and chokes him with it. And he then goes for that Dustin Rhodes drop down punch when somebody's, you know, almost in the back body drop position and he drops to the floor and, and Cody does it now. But Piper doesn't twig what's going on and just kind of falls over. Which Again, didn't quite work. The, the, it feels like they've left this in the hands of, of just the two wrestlers and not not uh involved uh a, a producer or a road agent because yeah they they're not very in sync mm. no not at all um with Piper and I on the deck and shirtless, Goldust um, climbs on top of him and starts caressing his chest and his face and cavorting around um he goes to kiss him, but Piper kind of fights away. Somehow Goldust ends up on the top rope. Piper bangs the top rope, so he falls and crotches himself. But yeah. then Goldust then does manage to kiss Piper. And this has the effect that burning the American flag has on Hulk Hogan because Piper stops selling everything and just thinks, I'm ready to fight now. Yeah, I'm going to fuck this motherfucker up. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, Piper grabs Goldust by the dick, which again is, I think, sending you know confusing signals here to Mister Dust. Yeah, sure exactly. He's he spent all this match rebuffing the advances of Goldust, and then when he's got the upper hand, he goes in and grabs the jewels. Ridiculous. Mm. Uh, Piper then strips Goldust, removing <laughs> oh, his. I forgot uh, and, about this part. This uh, genuinely shocked me. Because I remember watching this match uh, uh, quite a few times, but 
this bit shocked me because I forgot. I think I'd burned it out of my memory. And Dustin Rhodes is wearing a thong, suspenders. Uh, He's wearing sexy-ass lingerie. He is. He is indeed. He is indeed. Uh, Piper then hits Goldust with a knee drop in the bollocks. <laughs> and that's where Square the match is the- ends. Yeah, so no submission. Goldust didn't give up. He didn't get pinned. Obviously, it was a, uh, a hardcore match, so there was no disqualification. So that match is still it's still active now because there was no winner. So was the rules knee someone in the dick to win? I don't know. Hmm. Just Piper's, off, music, Piper's music played, so I'm assuming he thinks he's won. But obviously, you know, Piper's dead now, so does Dustin win? Oh, what, what, yeah. hey, I'm just asking the question. It's a draw. It's, it's a draw. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> uh, out of 10, Magsy. Now, don't try and defend this shite. No. We, now, in, in terms of how, how historic this was, it's... It, it doesn't deserve the bad rap that it gets. I think the fact that they uh, switched to Papa and and still got something at least entertaining out of it, whether it was a, um, a five-star classic or not, at least this was entertaining. But in terms of wrestling, it was wank, and we we judge on the, the wrestling. So it's... It, it's it's not the very worst thing we've watched, but we've it's close, so it's it's got to be a two, I think. Ah, there we go. You can see at the bottom of my notes right there, I have two out of ten, shite, written. <laughs> so there we go. I agree with you, but I agree with you. I will quite happily never go back and watch this again. Yeah. Why did we do this? Well, you put it up on a poll and people voted for you. So let that be a warning to you all as we step forward with the links for this week's poll. And this week, I think I may redeem myself. Oh, so, interesting. As I've alluded to in the in the recapping of this match, this was essentially the first hardcore match in, uh, in the WF. And for a... Uh, uh, a short period uh, in the in the late nineties, early two thousands, hardcore wrestling was a big thing, mm-hmm. and uh, some of the most entertaining uh, matches uh, in that period of, of WWF were involved in the in the in the hardcore title um, mix. I mean, who can remember the fifty odd reigns of Raven or the the absolute joy? The um, Crash Holly brought to the division, uh, or um, Briscoe and Patterson in in uh, dress uh, gown matches or uh, things like that. Yeah, we covered that for the show, didn't we? We did. Uh, but for me, um, I was torn between two matches uh, that kind of really epitomised the hardcore period of WWE. Now, the first one was um, Al Snow versus Bob Holly uh, at St. Valentine's Day Massacre 1999, where we got the 
the match where they ended up in the middle of a river and uh, Al Snow was wrapped in chicken wire uh, for the pin. That match has always stood out to me to me as a, a really good hardcore match. But if you're looking at really good hardcore matches, there's one that stands out. One, two, is this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. Royal Rumble 2000, Triple H versus Cactus Jack. It is arguably the best WWF hardcore match that there ever was. So that is the match that I would like to put forward. That is that is a humdinger of a match. Have we not covered that already? I checked the spreadsheet and we have not. Why? I could have started. We've obviously covered Cactus Jack Triple H matches from before, but man, the fact that that's never come up before blows my mind because I'd have thought that in a match that was put forward very early on, you know? Yeah, well, the, on the spreadsheet, I mean, if we have, we'll hap- I'll happily cover it again, but I checked the spreadsheet multiple times and it was not on there. Why? That is a great shake. That is. I mean, that, is that, so whole, that whole Mick Foley uh, and Cactus Jack storyline was. It was brilliant, absolutely brilliant, mm. and that match is amazing. Mm, it is so good. It is absolutely fantastic. I have to put something up against it, yeah. and I thought I had a really, really good choice this week. But looking at that, I'm now thinking I don't at all. <laughs> I think your choice blows out the water, Max. But I got to put something up against it. Uh, I think it's linked very strongly because obviously Gold Dust is in this match, and Dustin Rhodes is in the match that I'm linking to. Also, the main event of WrestleMania 12 was an Iron Man match. So we've got a double link there because the match I'm linking to is an Iron Man contest. I would like to go to. Beach Blast 1993, WCW pay-per-view, Dustin Rhodes versus Rick Rude for the United States title, and it's a 30-minute Ironman match, and it's an absolute fucking belter. Great pick. Pick man, uh, guys. Uh, if you want entertainment next week, definitely pick man. That's, a, that's harsh, because this is a good match. This is a really good... Rick Rude is fantastic. Rick Rude in no, the early 90s is, is fantastic. It's a great match. There we go. But those are your options for next week's show and this week's poll. We have Raw Rumble 2000 uh, WWF Championship match, and it's a hardcore rules contest. Triple H versus Cactus Jack. Absolute stormer, that is. Uh, or we head to WCW Beach Blast 1993, and we see Ravishing Rick Rude versus Dustin Rhodes for the vacant US Championship in a 30-minute Ironman match. Maxi, do you know we've only covered one match of Ravishing Rick Roots on this show. That's, well, two, that's, two, that's if you criminal. Yeah, two if you include the war games that he was in, but one proper, and that was when he got beat by the Warrior at SummerSlam 89. Oh, wow. What a, that, what a disservice to the, the yeah. uh, career of Rick Roots we've done there. So definitely vote for Triple H versus Cactus Jack Fox. 
prick. Uh, uh, before we move on to our last and new quick segment to end the show, I've actually got a tweet coming in here. Is it still called a tweet? Uh, a message? Uh, an X. I've got an X here from at UTC Rob. <laughs> and he says, coming back to headlines and so on, what's been going on. In today's Huddersfield Examiner, uh, woman's boyfriend only drinks Yorkshire tea, or so he thinks. Then Rob says, I assume that she's just been putting supermarket own brand in a Yorkshire tea box. I would tell you more, but the rest of the story is behind a paywall. Now, I don't think that shows the right level of commitment here, Rob. Pay the damn money. I want to know what that no. drink is. Or just get a paywall blocker. You can literally get a Chrome extension to block all paywalls. You'll wow. read that news for free. What is he drinking, what a, Max? If, if that's his wife, what a bitch. That is... That's divorce tackle. If, if Mrs. Max ever tried to con me with Tetley over Yorkshire tea, not I'd be doing an OJ Simpson and driving off in my Ford Bronco. Why? Okay. Let's move on before this enters too much of a dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Magsy, what are we closing the show with then, my friend? Well, before we get to that, let's uh, run through these uh, these last couple of comments. Um, All right. Let's do what you want to do. Well, yeah, seeing as I'm the one that knows the schedule and you just make it up as you go along. Uh, Dan Griffin says, <laughs> just mu- uh, just so much of this uh, uh, things around this match makes you ashamed to be a wrestling fan. Fucking hell. Um, King Pig Banner says, two is generous. Yeah, there were positives in terms of what this match did for the for the direction of wrestling, but the story, yeah. You can argue as well that there's potential there for it being having almost cinematic wrestling moments as well. Yeah, yeah. As early I, as 1996, yeah, I, so yeah. Something that they would not revisit for almost 15 years. Yeah. Um, Dan Griffin says, Triple H versus Cactus Jack, you dirty bastard, Mags, I love it. Exactly, just a great match. Connor wants to know uh, who actually leads uh, overall in the in the uh, pole race. Oh, see, I think there's a couple of weeks missing on the old sheet, isn't there? Yeah, but after, we, I'm sure you can come back next week with with yes. the, the facts, but it's always been one of us would take a bit of a lead and then the other would claw back, uh, and it's always stayed relatively even, I think. I seem to remember on our 100th live show, we were level. That's a, see, and, and even you the know? scores that we give, uh, over averages are still mm. pretty level, even yeah. when we're like we're we're out a little bit. Um, it's it's very weird how our our minds are in in sync. Um, anyway, Dan Griffin says a great week for a fifty fifty, <laughs> but Triple H versus Captain Jack should win. Um, so yes, um, the last segment, um, a little bit of explanation into this one, I suppose, before we kick off of it, um. Uh, a, a little while ago, I did a, a, a Hall of Lame where we revisited someone who's a multiple-time entrant, and there was so much more to deal with with this person that it would easily make a weekly segment. So Cy and I tossed around uh, the idea of that, uh, and we thought, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's uh, have uh, a new segment surrounding this person. So. 
Let's get straight into it. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Liar, liar, pants on fire, hanging from a telephone wire, squirming, squirming, pants are burning when I lie, my hips start turning. Wow, that's unbelievable. Look, man, I made a mistake. I fucking love that. That is amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the, liar, the liar, segment is, so <laughs> is the lies of Hulk Hogan. Um, as I, as I as said um, at the Hall of Lame, I had four episodes of the Hall of Lame uh, ready for this. So I thought we thought we might as well spread this out and get a weekly lie. So Hogan's lie for this week is Hogan claimed that he and Jimmy Hart had a UK number one album that topped the charts for eight consecutive weeks. And this led him to discovering Simon Cowell and bringing Simon Cowell to America. Why? Well, let me tell you something, brother. Liar, liar, pants on fire, hanging from a telephone wire, squirming, squirming, pants are burning when I lie, my hips start turning. Wow, that's unbelievable. Look, man, I made a mistake. And that's this week's Hulk Hogan is a Billy Bullshitter. Oh, brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. Uh, we got a couple of comments in the chat there. Um, Dan's asking, what was, was the wrecking ball arsite Hogan necessary? Yes, it was. <laughs> agreed. King's Pig Banner says agreed. And he also says that that is awesome. And yeah, I have, every time I feel a bit uh, low, that is the video to put up because it's <laughs> fucking brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Oh, there we go. And look at that, Magsy. We're clocking in at just under two hours. Look at that. It's like a it's like an AW pay-per-view cutting to three. <laughs> Before we depart, my friend, do you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find you online? Yes, I, I have an X. It is at Podfather Mags. I rarely go on it, although I have been liking and retweeting a few things this week. Uh, I've seen. And I've also been chatting in the DMs with certain people about certain future projects. Um, so you can find me on there. Uh, but mainly you'll see me on the old tickety-tockety thing, uh, posting random videos of my chickens every day for for you to all enjoy. And that's at Pod Farmer Mags. There we go. Great stuff. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SJP Words, or most importantly, you can follow the network at SJP World Media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I've updated all that and I'm going to try my best to keep up to date with it. Bit of a struggle, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's, I've kind of linked it to other things, Max. I'm doing well. Also, um, bit of news. The network does have a website currently being built that's going to be with you very soon where you'll have links to directly to all the shows, merch, and all, everything in one place so you can check it out at sjpworldmedia.com. But that's still going to be up and running in a week or two. It's halfway there but it's quite tricky building the website, so bear with us. But there you go. That's something to look forward to in a little while. Uh, at SGP World Media, all over the place. Make sure you're following on YouTube. Click the like, the subscribe, all that great stuff on Spotify, everywhere else. The, the Join the group on Facebook. Like the page. Follow us on Twitter. And most importantly, you can like and follow this show itself chain wrestling live at chain underscore wrestling on facebook and twitter and twitter or x or whatever it's called is where you'll find your non-wrestling topics your weekly polls because we are fucking back magsy i've had an 
absolute blast. It seems Connor in the chat is saying he has had a blast as well. Really appreciate your kind words there, Connor. He says, hope you guys have a good night. Really enjoyed having you guys back on my screen and back on my weekly podcast rotation. Thank you, Connor. That means the absolute world. And again, I want to echo what you were saying uh, earlier on the show, Maxi. People messaging the show, tweeting the show and so on, asking when we're coming back. People joining us for this first show back as well. Honestly, it it sounds cheesy, I know, but it warms my heart. It, It means so much to know that when we go away, you miss us and you want us back because it means, you know, it, it, it's worth doing, Max, isn't it? It is, absolutely. Um, I mean, we would still do this if we had nobody viewing because we enjoy doing it. The fact that you all enjoy doing it and you stuck around when we've had a, our a few hiatuses means it means the absolute world to us. We love you for it. Yeah, we do indeed. We do indeed. Ah, I'm off now to steal next door's pumpkins and throw them in the River Severn. Maxi, I'll see you next week, my friend. Do you know what? I've just realised I haven't said the word cunt on the show.